Hello and welcome to the Last Show Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to you for listening to the show. My name is Courtney Shea Williams. I'm the host of the podcast. This is how it gets down. We've been going uh, semi-weekly or bi-weekly. Two times a week is how we doing it, man. Uh, yeah, like we're in a marriage. That's the way we do it, man. Uh, it's a podcast. My name is, I'm a stand-up comedian based out of Tampa, Florida. Uh, and this is what I do. This is your podcast. Sports, pop, culture, music. Sometimes it's in that order. Very rarely in that importance. Like, nothing I talk about is important. I'll just throw that out there, man. Nothing I talk about is going to be important. Yeah, well, not on this episode. At least as as I look now. I'm kind of an open palette, you know? I explore the space when I get on the podcast. I don't know where we're going. I got some topics, some things I want to talk about, but uh, I like the river. Take me where it takes me. It's a lazy river, ladies and gentlemen. You can also uh, go to my website, CourtneyShaneWilliams.com. You can see where I'm performing. I will be at the end of the month in Saint, at St. Saint Pete, Saint Pete Beach, Coconuts Comedy Club. I'm recording my comedy album in Seattle, Washington. Very, very important. Details are upcoming. Things getting finalized. Stuff is shifting and movement, moving. Designs are getting made. I'm tired. Uh, we're in midstream, baby. Midstream. So, um... Stuff coming out soon with details on tickets and whatnot, but what you can do now is uh, stalk my website, CourtneyShaneWilliams.com. You can see I'm performing. The 27th and 28th, I'll be in Seattle recording that album. The following weekend, I'll be in Sacramento at uh, Laughs Unlimited, so I'll be doing that on the West Coast run. The 7th through the 10th of July, I will be in uh, Oklahoma City at the Looney Bin, so bunch of places you can check me out i'll be there instagram and twitter at courtney shane it's at k-o-r-t-n-e-y shane yo man uh it's been uh it's been real real tired that's what i am dude these playoff games is wearing me out apparently though you know now that lebron james isn't in the playoffs no more it's, it's cool just to tune out i know a dude that canceled his cable because lebron <laughs> lebron got eliminated from the playoffs and he canceled his cable I was like yo doc he ain't gotta take it that hard you know, you don't want to watch any uh, Pacific Blue reruns on USA? Come on, man. But I do have to start here. Do y'all know uh, who uh, 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 Emmanuel Macron is? Macaroon? Macron, M-A-C-R-O-N. Do y'all know who Emmanuel is? Huh? Well, your man got slapped, dog. <laughs> I mean, I had a whole bunch to talk about on the podcast. But as soon as I saw this story, some dude named Emmanuel Macron he got slapped. This is the president of France, by the way. You know, because I live in America. I don't have time to keep up with other countries' parent, presidents. I'm way too myopic, you know what I mean, to keep up with what somebody else is trying to do. Oh, I got to mute that, man. Stuff is playing in my ear. Flavor. So my man got slapped uh, <laughs> at this uh, rally. You can Google it, YouTube it, whatever. Emmanuel Macron, man. Dude got slapped. French president. Now... He was doing like a meet and greet, which a meet and greet for a president seems like something that sounds like a good idea until you don't know who's at the meet and greet. I don't know how they roll in other countries, but America, you don't really get close to the president right that to like get a good slap off. And I mean, and this dude got, had a mean, so he got that down from Mississippi and slapped the hell out of him, all right? So one thing that came to my mind, number one, he's doing a meet and greet. There was like a barricade in this video and it was like two rows of people. So it's probably like 10 people at the meet and greet and he got slapped by one of the 10. So let me tell you this. If somebody slaps you and there's only 10 people there, they that's the ultimate sign of disrespect. Like they don't care if you know who slapped them, dog. 
Like, like it's 10 people there. Everybody's going to be able to point you out. This, this wasn't a mass crowd. It wasn't somebody just shooting a slap. That wasn't somebody got shoved in. No, dog. He looked at them, lined them up, and slapped the hell out of them, dog. <laughs> and I got to tell you, man, watching a grown man get slapped by another grown man is one of the great wonders in life. <laughs> I mean, dude, dog. If you want to laugh or you want to feel good about yourself, it's Google videos of other dudes getting slapped by other dudes. You know how entertaining it is to watch another grown man get slapped? Dave Chappelle made an entire episode of The Chappelle Show. And, and the crescendo of the episode was two men slapping each other in the face. It was the greatest thing ever. And Rick James, that thing was spawned because that dude got slapped. And it wasn't even Rick James. It was a dude playing Rick James, got slapped, and it was so powerful that it, it, re, it dude, Rick James' career surged. So the greatest thing to happen to Rick James is him getting slapped by somebody that, uh, <laughs> the greatest thing is, 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 is a Rick James impersonator getting slapped on a Chappelle show, dog. Resurgence, dog. You forgot all about the fact that he sodomized some woman with a crack pipe. Allegedly. What? Watching a grown man get slapped is great. I mean, the first time I saw a grown man get slapped, uh, <laughs> I had to be like 13 or 14, man. And I, I don't know if I, I think my sister was there, my brother, I don't remember. But it was a dude by a house, and I'm going to leave the names out of the situation, okay? Because the game is to be sold and not told, and y'all ain't paid me nothing for this here podcast. But I remember, it was at my house, it was a house across the street. And I remember a dude rolled up. Now, I'm 13 at the time. This guy was probably all of 18 years old. But still, funny enough, to where he gets slapped is great, right? So, uh, there's some kind of dispute on the front lawn. Because that's how you handle your, your business in the suburbs. Everybody just meets on the front lawn. And not on your lawn, by the way. That piece of lawn that's, like, owned by the state. But in the suburbs, you still treat it like it's your lawn, all right? You go to the neighborhood I live in. I live in a mixed-income neighborhood close to the city. That front part of the grass, that that's owned by the community. <laughs> At any point in time, somebody could have parked on the front of your grass. As long as it's not on this side of the sidewalk, there's nothing you can do. People park in front of your house like they live there, Okay. In the suburbs, they don't get down like that. If there's a car in the neighborhood, people don't recognize. They on the cell phone immediately, okay? So this dude rolled up on the front line, and they having a little whatever, talking. And out of nowhere, I just see this dude just peel back and just slap this dude. Slapped him. And then got in his car and drove off. And at that point in my life, 13 years old, man. At that point in my life, I knew. Uh, I wanted more of this behavior in my life. <laughs> I wanted more of this behavior. I wanted to see more grown men get slapped. Every time a grown man gets slapped by another grown man, always funny. I don't, two grown men fighting is not fun. Yeah, some dude trying to pick another dude up, punch a dude. That's not fun. But just seeing some, just an open hand, not a backhand. Two dishes, just an open hand. Wow! It's the reason wrestling's popular. That's right, man. To see Ric Flair slap another grown man, that's all you ever want to see when you watch the WWF, man. To see just Lex Luger peel one back. I don't want to see a Cobra Clutch. Slap the hell out of him, Ric Flair. That's what I want to see. Somebody getting slapped, dog. That's it. I remember I was outside of a bar one night, my buddy, I'll say his name, Daryl. He brings it up every time I see him. 
He goes, remember that one time uh, after the show, he was at that bar and that dude got slapped in the mouth? <laughs> yes, I do remember that time. You bring it up every time I see you. He goes, yeah, man, it's always some controversy when I'm around. Yeah, dude just got slapped in the mouth. <laughs> he was like, the dude said something about the New York Yankees, and the dude said, what? Bah! Slapped him right in the mouth at the bar. Still funny, dog. Watching a grown man get slapped. Oh, man, underrated entertainment. If you ain't watching grown men get, I don't even know what you're doing. They got a slapping league now. Was it a fist slap? Like, it's pay-per-view. You can't even watch it for free, dog, pay-per-view. And it's like the slap fighting championship. And all they do, they sit like they're about to arm wrestle in, in front of a, a, a bar a bar a, a table. Like they about to order wings at Hooters. They, they sit in front of those tables and they each take turns trying to knock the other person unconscious by an open hand slap, dog. And they don't fight afterward because it's all in the game, dog. It's nothing but respect. You got to respect me. Nobody respect me. I put rules on the refrigerator. Rules. Slap any man, dog. Fantastic, man. Watching a grown man get slapped. So, president of uh, France, I mean, y'all need uh, tighter security. You know what I mean? Because there's a plenty of presidents, especially in America. Every president is somebody, I'd say half the people, want to slap them. Some people that voted for him want to slap him. I mean, there's some people that probably want to slap Joe Biden right now. But you have no shot because we got real security. They put these people in a barricade with 10 other people, and this dude just reaped back and cock went off. You know the coolest thing, too, or the, the interesting thing? I don't know how the legislative system works in France, but that's uh, that's like a misdemeanor. I don't, that's not even a felony, slapping another grown man. Like, I don't even know if you can serve jail time for that. Like, I, I'm not telling you to do it. I'm not telling you to do it. But if you were to slap Joe Biden, I don't think you go and serve hard time for that. And if you did serve hard time, about 50% of the people in jail are going to treat you like a hero. You know what I mean? You ain't got to worry about holding nobody to belt loop. <laughs> worry about catching the dog. Worry about the dog catching them, dog. You be good, man. I don't even think, I mean, probably some community service or something like that. You know, if I'm Biden, I'm pressing charges, though, I will say. The only thing is if you press charges, you got to show up to the trial. And then they're going to play the video and you got to relive. <laughs> Biden got to relive the slap on camera. You know what I mean? This is the part when uh, my dog tried to bite him and then he slapped my dog and he slapped my woman and he slapped me in the face. <laughs> Watching a grown man get slapped is so underrated, man. You got to get more of that in your life, man. Life is too short. Watch somebody get slapped. It's the last show podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the last show. It's called the last show because this may be it. Let that play for a little bit. Chuck Brown. That's Busted Loose by Chuck Brown, man. Thank you guys for staying with the show. Courtney Shane Williams. Busted Loose, Chuck Brown. Uh, importance of this song. You know, it was kind of like, weirdly enough, like stuck in my head. Like somebody said Busted Loose, and I was like, I feel like Busted Loose. I'm like, how do I know that, you know? And um, for you guys that don't know, The Roots are my favorite band. And uh, a lot of times in concerts, they'll cover songs. Like I remember they covered uh, Jungle Boogie by Jungle Boogie. <laughs> Jungle Boogie, what am I? 
<laughs> I'm not gonna do that accent again. It feels like I was about to get canceled. Is that how racism feels when it comes off your lips? That felt inappropriate. <laughs> Jungle Boogie by Cooling Gang. And I remember they did it at a concert, and I was like, oh man, now I gotta listen to Jungle Boogie. And now every time I hear Jungle Boogie, it's like, yo, I think about the roots. But one of the songs that they do is cover in the concert is uh, Busted Loose by Chuck Brown. So I start going through, and I'm like, oh, let's put that in. This song's like eight minutes long. So I was like, perfect. When I go to the gym, I'm gonna turn on Busted Loose, you know, and I'm only gonna have one more mile left before I'm done with my 10K. So I throw that on, but then he had other songs. I'm like, oh, these songs are all dope. And I'm like, oh, cool, man. Podcast, man. Busting Loose Chuck Brown. By the way, I'm going to revive it. I got, I'm got. i really busy with the album and getting that ready, man. The artwork is almost done. Shout out to Isaac Novak. Like Everybody's going to get credit that helped me work on the project. Actually, I shouldn't have shouted him out before he finished the work. He still has work to do. Um, but no, it's fantastic work on before. Like The artwork's coming along, and like now... I can just get to the point of focus on the promotion and the comedy, which is the space I basically want to live in. That's that's overwhelming enough, to be honest with you, man. The promotion is is a monster. Because like when I promote, I do all these things that probably end up amounting to no people coming, but you don't know what's going to work, so you're just throwing stuff at the wall. You throw everything. And if you show up to the show, you're like, ah, it's only half full, yeah? I should have handed out those flyers on campus. You know what I mean? But now I'll know, yeah, that flyer on campus, it did nothing. There are 25 people here no matter what I do. So, anyways, work on promotion, the artwork, and now I can just focus on the comedy uh, coming up pretty soon. So, um, I was talking about busting loose. How did we get there? Uh, <laughs> I have no clue. I went to jury duty, man. You may have jury duty for anybody that, well, you guys wouldn't know because I don't talk about my legal issues on this podcast, you know, especially when I'm trying to avoid jury duty. But uh, for my last couple years in, in Seattle, I got a jury duty notice, well, I guess four or five years ago. So I got a jury duty notice in Seattle, but in Seattle, it's real cool. They just let you delay the jury duty. It's very passive aggressive. Hey, if you can't make it, it's no big deal. Just log into our internet system. So I logged in, punched the button, bang! Hit you back in a year. And then in a year later, it came. I was like, oh, I forgot all about this. You can delay it. I can. Bang! And then comes again a third time. Bang! But you can only delay it three years. So it came the last time. I was like, oh, man, I got to do this. Or I can move to Florida. Boom! So I never served jury duty in Seattle, even though I had basically gotten called three years in a row because I just delayed it. So I get here to Florida. Things are going great. I'm watching people get slapped in the face. I mean, life is at an all-time high, and all of a sudden, I get jury duty in the mail. And Florida's not the kind of system like Seattle. <laughs> then I say, no, you're actually going to do this. Like, you're going to do this, and you're going to be happy about it, too. And no lunch. How about that? You know, you can smoke your weed outside. No indo, outdo. That's the way you're rolling. So I get the thing from Florida. It's like, you know, so June 8th, I go down to jury duty. And uh, I don't know if I can talk about the case or whatnot. Like, I didn't get, spoiler alert, I didn't get to the selection. Uh, you know what I mean? I went down there, and I mean, I was like, yo, I can't be a part of this jury. You know what I mean? I'm not cut out for this. It was, I, what I can say, it was about a, a, a murder. This is a serious, serious stuff. So as soon as they said that, and they said something about, you know, having to see photos, and I'm like, hold on, hold on. Dude, I got a weak, I got a weak stomach, man. I really can't 
see photos. I don't like blood. I don't like guts. I don't like scary movies. You know what I mean? I cried during the notebook. I am not built for what's going on here, okay? It's a cold-hearted criminal on the other side of this table. This ain't what I'm built for. But I did go to jury selection. They bring everybody in the room. Now they, you know what I mean? They ask you questions. So the prosecution goes and, and, and uh, defense goes. And like, it's, it's, being in a courtroom didn't actually bother me as much as you would think it was because, you know, I was in the pews. You know what I mean? I was in the visitor's locker room. You know what I mean? I wouldn't stay it. The dude on the other side of the bitch, that dude had problems. Okay? <laughs> it does make you think, like, it, it, he was that close to freedom. You know what I mean? Like, every time they opened the doors to let us come in or go out, like, that dude saw the doors open and had to be like, hmm. I bet they got a Taco Bell out there. <laughs> you don't have to hold anybody's belt loop for that. Like he's that close to freedom at all times. It makes me wonder, like, if you could, like, uh, like if you were like a magician, magician, musician, magician, and you could like impersonate somebody, like an illusionist. Like if you're David Blaine, you're wasting all your skills, dog. You need to go to jail and escape. <laughs> show me what, show me what kind of illusionist you are. All right, where well, they lock them bars. Go and get up out of there. You know, you can survive in a tank of water, but can you survive in a tank with another dude in the water with you? All right. So they uh, uh they go through, they start going through the case. I'm like, yo, man, I can't do it. But one thing that happens, which I didn't know, they give you like jury instructions. Like they're treating me like I'm actually staying, and I'm like, yo, I, I told you I don't do blood, I can't stay. It's like, oh well, you know, if you could serve, could you be in part? Yes, I could be in part. Oh great, you passed, so they go and sit down. So they start going through. So the prosecution goes first, and his lawyers talking and talking and talking and talking, and he goes through not the whole case, but like, hey, this is the murder case. We're not looking for the death penalty, but it's murderly, burglary. Homicide. The, 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 I mean, the, the, the Holy Trinity. This dude has done everything. And then I, every once in a while, I'm peeking over at this uh, potential killer. Well, not a potential. What's done is done. The accused. I'm looking over like, oh, man. Gosh. I mean, you did all this? You Do you hear this guy talking? You did all this? They got photos, man. They get fired on your day off. So he goes through the whole thing. But one thing that happened as the prosecution is going and going, he's talking so much, and I don't actually care get to the selection portion of the program so I can go home. I wanted him to go to jail, is what I'm trying to say. Like, I wasn't even on the jury, but I wanted to convict the lawyer of wasting my time. I just wanted him to go. I mean, like, I feel like if he was in jail, he'd be doing a lot less talking. You know what I mean? If he were to loosen up that tie and go ahead into the big house, I feel like he could be a little more concise, a little more, you know, quick. So my mind starts wondering. I'm wondering around the courtroom. And it, you know what I mean? I didn't want to start writing material. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to get it all in my head. And I had plenty of time to write in my head because I was not paying attention to anything this guy was saying. So I'm looking around the courtroom. In the courtroom, they had it decorated with uh, 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 like the presidents of the United States. I don't know why the presidents of the United States got to be in court when if they were actually in court, uh, they'd be in jail right now for the number of black people they killed and Indians. But that's besides the point. So I'm looking around the courtroom at all these other criminals. And this is like a presence and the president. George Washington, very prominent in the courtroom. I don't know if George Washington started the legal. Very prominent in the courtroom, Doc. Like he was everywhere. He was everywhere, man. So George is over there. And uh, I, I had never got a good look at George Washington before. I realized that. 
the entire time I've been in school and been learning, I'd never gotten a good look at George Washington till I'm sitting in the courtroom not listening to this lawyer. George Washington, terrible haircut. I mean, just a terrible haircut. Like, he, it looked like he got his haircut after he took off a, a baseball cap, dog. Because he had the thing going down, like the, the dude on the Quaker thing, the, 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 uh, the oatmeal. Because the hair, it like, it, it, it comes over the top kind of like a baseball cap. And then he frills out the edges, like Shirley Temple. Like, not Shirley Temple, what's the girl that frill out the thing? <laughs> Jody Foster? <laughs> a freaky Friday <laughs> But dog, he had the thing on and he frilled out the edges, dog. He parted his hair down the middle. Who parts their hair down the middle, dog? I've never been a, a white racist man, but I feel like the part down the middle is unnecessary. <laughs> Yo, man, you part George Washington parts his hair down the middle like he's wearing a lace front, and like like <laughs> like he's wearing a wig. Was that a wig? You know what just occurred to me? That might be a wig that George Washington... George Washington is wearing a wig! Oh my goodness! I am honestly stunned. Because now it's coming back to me. Like, he, he used to wear the wooden teeth. I knew that. Because, you know, that was that was like cutting-edge prosthetic back in the day, right? You don't get the implant. They usually just hammer a tree into your mouth. Oh, look how much money he has. He rocking that new bark, you know? But I think he did wear a wig. Huh. Huh. George Washington's bald. So if boy George Washington didn't have that hair up there, he looked like LeBron James. You know, or Kevin Durant. He just had a moon roof in the back. <laughs> the Bundini Brown. Uh, that took some wind out of my cell. I had a whole bunch of George Washington material I wanted to get to. Oh, I wanted to get to the idea that uh, George, uh, Thomas Jefferson was the David Duke of his era. But uh, I'm not going to get that. Court is real life, though, you know? My, my idea on jury duty has absolutely changed. It's weird. You give me enough evidence, and I will completely change everything I believed in for every year of my life. I will. My idea of jury duty before is, like, you know, just go in there, get it over with. Maybe because it was a murder trial. Maybe if it was, like, some civil case, like on uh, Judge Mathis, you know what I mean? Maybe then I'd have had some chuckles, and I'd have kept it moving, but... Going in there, man, and, and and somebody in the room whose freedom, freedom, is about to be decided by somebody in this room. Groups of people in there are going to decide if he stays in jail. Goes to, oh, I was like, wow. And then I remember the judge said something that was super powerful, man. I'm sorry. I said I wasn't going to be serious in the show, and now here we are. But I remember the judge said something that was super powerful that I actually will remember. Um, the prosecution comes up and they keep talking and they make their case about how it's important to be a jury. A, a juror, and I knew this before, is the most important part of the trial, is the jury selection. That's when the trial is actually won and lost. That that right there, the jury selection. Because those are the people that get to decide what happens, right? You present the evidence, the evidence, but the jury selection is the most important part. And uh, so he's talking and talking and talking. The prosecution's talking. And the defense gets up. He starts talking. Not as much as, you know, um, the prosecution be talking. But he said one thing that was really important. He said, aside from serving in the military, being a juror is the most important thing you can do in America. He goes, it's the fundamental thing 
that keeps this a democracy is being judged by a group of your peers. Everyone has the right to this if something were to happen to them, you know, criminally or whatnot. Everyone has the right. We don't have some ruler that just says this, this. It's not a judge. It's a circle of your peers that get to decide. And I never really thought about it like like that. And when it comes to military, I was like, ah, I don't want to go there. You know, because somebody said the military and juries, like, that's wild. So before we get dismissed, they do the selection. I didn't get selected, by the way. Um, the judge says, you know, before I let, you know, you guys know, uh, I want to comment on something. Um, he goes, like the defense said, you know, uh, being a juror is like, is second uh, to fighting for this country. He goes, and I, I disagree. He goes, I have a son. Uh, that's in the military and he started like tearing up. You could hear his voice was breaking up. He goes, I have a son that's in the military and uh, he's served tours in Iraq and he's been in and around battle for like 30 years, man. And uh, he goes, I got to tell you, um, very important for our country and I hold it in the utmost respect fighting for this country. He goes, but being a juror is the single most important thing you can do as an American citizen. More important than fighting in the war. He goes, our democracy, or the way we, we judge, it goes back to, I think he said like, uh, he said, year 1037. He goes, it's almost a thousand years old. The way that we treat people that have been convicted of something or whatnot, that decide to be judged by a group of peers. Over a thousand years old, it's the most important thing you can do as an American citizen. And it completely changed my idea of, of jury duty. And now if I got called for jury duty, I wouldn't say I'd be excited to do it, but I'd be like, hey, hey man, let's go. I'm all about you know paying my way and doing my share. I'll do my share. I ain't like the San Antonio sport Spurs, you know. I ain't gonna sit people on national TV. I'm gonna show up and do it. So if I do get jury uh, uh, duty again, I'm definitely going. I mean, if I got something to do, I will delay it, but I'll go. And if I move back to Seattle, I'll never do it again. So that, that, that those are the rules, okay? But I will go, man. It's very important. Very, very, very important. All right. So the Lakers lost. So did I talk about that last episode or no? Uh, I think I might have talked about that last episode. And uh, Trump got suspended from uh, Facebook. Julio Jones got traded. Uh, let's do Julio Jones. Do some sports and maybe wrap up the show and we'll talk about this other stuff later. So, so Julio Jones. Julio Jones got traded from uh, the Falcons. He he he. I guess he kind of requested a trade on national TV, even though he wasn't didn't know he was on national TV on uh, the Undisputed Shannon Sharp show. So this dude got traded from the Atlanta Falcons to the Tennessee Titans. And the Tennessee Titans are obviously a better football team. They've been in playoffs and things like that. But uh, I feel bad for Julio Jones. Because that dude fell asleep in Atlanta and woke up in Tennessee. No disrespect to Tennessee and the Tennessee Titans. Uh, but that dude uh, fell asleep in Atlanta and woke up in Tennessee. <laughs> Atlanta! It's one of the places like every black person in America wants to be is Atlanta. And they do work up there. Once again, no offense to Nashville, but that dude, and I, I woke up in, in Tennessee. And I'm not disrespecting Tennessee because I've seen documentaries about y'all. You know what I mean? On HBO. I mean, these are sanctioned documentaries 
No one's face is blurred out. They want you to know exactly who they are. So I'm not disrespecting Tennessee. What I'm saying is, as a black man, he fell asleep in Atlanta and woke up in Tennessee. That's that's terrible. As far as the football goes, yeah, I mean, the Falcons, they got something. I guess it's better than nothing. I think they got a second-round pick. That's good for Julio Jones. This dude that probably got, what, two, three more prime years left. You got a second-round pick. That person can play for you for the next 10 years, man. As far as the Titans, I don't know what they're doing. They, the Titans act like they don't know their quarterback is Ryan Tannehill. I mean, let me let me uh, reassure you, Titans. Your quarterback is Ryan Tannehill, all right? Oh, yeah, Julio Jones is a great player, but your quarterback is Ryan Tannehill. Your running back is Derrick Henry, okay? Like, you got one of the premier, or, or you paid him like a premier running back, you run him like crazy. Maybe they're trying to run Derrick Henry less. I don't know. But the idea that, you know, you got this team that's built around running the football and ball control and you go get Julio Jones for who for what for why I can see in the near future Julio Jones is gonna play for a team that throws the ball this dude's not staying there dude it's just not gonna happen man Julio Jones is way too old for that foolishness it's like Odell Beckham you know you know why people keep trying to trade Odell Beckham off the Cleveland Browns because the Cleveland Browns quarterback is Baker Mayfield. <laughs> and they, the Cleveland Browns, they try to act like their quarterback ain't Baker Mayfield. But we know uh, your quarterback is Baker Mayfield. You can be happy about Baker Mayfield. You can win hell, you can win a Super Bowl with Baker Mayfield. But your quarterback will be Baker Mayfield. This ain't Aaron Rodgers we talking about here, okay? So I have no idea what the Titans are doing, but they need to stop. Everybody got to come to the realization of who you are at some point in time, right? The Lakers lose, uh, you know, and um, you know what came to me, especially last night, because my man said he canceled his cable because of the Lakers, and it really struck a chord with me. I felt bad for him. I was like, you, you know what I mean? You don't want to watch anything on TV if the really? You're a grown man, dog. <laughs> I mean, it's he older than me. You got to be like 40. I'm not going to say his name because the game is to be sold and not told, but like 40 years old and you cancel your cable because a dude lost the basketball game <laughs> i mean come on man <laughs> did you really want cable in the first place and you just watch that's one thing right if you get cable to watch the playoffs and then you know you only want to watch lebron and then he get eliminated you can't i was just like okay you know chalk it up to the game but if you had like other stuff on it like you know some reruns of, of diners driving and, and, and diet dash was it, it was divers? Was it dives, diners, and drive-ins, and dash? Some triple D? And you just, ah, oh, I'm canceling because LeBron lost to the playoffs. Man, that's ridiculous, dog. It's ridiculous. But watching uh, the Brooklyn Nets last night, was that two nights ago now? The Massacre. And watching Kevin Durant play. That's the first time, you know, I can say... Probably what in the last since I would say since like 07, maybe 08. It's the first time since like 08 I could I watched that game and I saw Kevin Durant play and I was like, you know what, LeBron can't do none of that. He can't do that. He ain't the best player in the league. I mean, it took you know in 18 years, but like he's not the best player in the league anymore. I think you know as you come back and you 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 take a, a bigger view of it, like LeBron reigned as being the best player. It, it lasted for a long time, a long time. But like 
That stuff Kevin Durant was doing on the perimeter, taking dudes off the dribble, you know what I mean? Around defensive player of the year. Giannis, defensive player of the year. Like, LeBron could not take the defensive player of the year off the dribble now. Just couldn't do it. He couldn't create the separation of Kevin Durant. Just couldn't do it. In his prime, sure. In his prime, LeBron James went through the like one of the best defensive teams in the NBA in the Detroit Pistons. Went through them. No jump shots. Dunking on three of them at one time, dude. LeBron just can't do that anymore. And it's the first time where it's like, wow. Like, this is getting real with the Lakers, dog. This is getting real. Um, so I'm not sure, like, what this means. <laughs> what does it mean now? I did do this on the last podcast. Because I just looked down at the notes. And I'm like, what does Trey Young have to do with any of this? <laughs> Naomi Osaka. You know, that was like, <laughs> that was like a three three months of oppression, three weeks of oppression ago, man. It's a long time ago. So Trump got suspended from um, <clears throat> social media. <clears throat> Excuse me. Should have hit the cough button. Uh, the loser loses again. Why anybody would follow this moron is behind me. Dog, beyond me. This dude's got suspended from a platform that everybody gets to work on. You can find porn on Facebook. But you can't find Donald Trump, man. Just a great A loser. And I was thinking, like, what has he ever won at? The dude never win. Literally, if he shows up. He's a loser. And see, he was wearing his pants the other day. It looked like he had his pants on backwards. I think what's happening is like what the great Patrice O'Neill said. He's like, you know you're getting too big when you start growing a booty in the front. And he goes, your booty in the front is bigger. He got a booty in the front. I don't know if that's, you know what I mean, a backlash, uh, uh, um, an effect from COVID or what, dog. But I don't know if this is hydrochloroquine. It has developed a booty. Uh, where his nuts are supposed to be. <laughs> can I say nuts on the podcast? I think I can say nuts. <laughs> Let's wrap up the show. Thank you, you and you, for tuning into the last show podcast. My name is Courtney Shane Williams, and uh, it's been great having you along this uh, rocket ship. Subscribe to the show, like, rate, review. I guess they're doing this pay subscriber thing on uh, Apple Podcasts. I don't know what that means for me because I'm not charging anybody for anything. And that sounds like a way to get, you know, messed up in some tax situations. I ain't make that kind of money. I ain't going to jail for 30 cents. I've been to the courtroom. You know what I mean? I don't want any of those people judging me, man. So you can always get me free. Uh, check it out wherever you get your podcast. Share the show with your friends. I will be recording my album in Seattle, Washington, August 27th and 28th. Share that with your friends. Please come out. Have a fantastic time, a fantastic night. It's been real talking to you guys. Uh, stay safe. It's Wednesday. Have a good rest of the week. I'll talk to y'all soon. I don't know when, but we'll talk. Take it easy. Peace. I, I, I had no idea you could milk a cat. Oh, yeah, you can milk anything with nipples. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? Aha! Aha! What are you know from funny, you bastard? Until next time. Take care of yourselves and each other. I ain't got no words. Hasta luego.